Imagine all of your professional or career goals coming true, and you built a business that had a great brand and employed hundreds or thousands of people. But within a span of a few short years, it was completely gone. That's what's happening in American business these days, and we want to know why. Welcome to Brandology Podcast, where we discuss the rise and fall of great brands. It's your culture, finances, marketing, and leadership. It's your brand. Protect it. Thanks for joining us today. Welcome to the episode, and please don't forget to subscribe and follow. Let's begin. So uh, welcome, everyone, to the uh, Brandology Podcast. Special guest uh, this episode is Amy Torres. Amy, welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. Well, we are we're very excited to uh, to have this discussion with you today. Also in the studio today is co-host Mark Mosher. Mark, how are you, sir? Hey, doing well, doing well. Thank you, thank you, Amy, for being here. Happy to be here. Well, great. Let me um, let me just kind of start at the top to get the listeners kind of up to speed and informed on on our guest. And Amy, maybe if you could just start with you know what it is that you do and, and what your organization does. Yeah, so in 2016, I founded Director of Marketing Inc. We're an outsourced director of marketing for small businesses. So that small business could be a one person, one owner company up to about 60 employees. Wow. Oh, wow. That's really good. Let me ask you this. Um, that's um, that's a really good indication of, of some really good growth. How has your career kind of progressed to get you where you are today? How, how does that look? So I worked in advertising and broadcast media since the early 2000s and had my first marketing job back in 1998. During that time of being in radio broadcast, I also owned a day spa. So I, the entrepreneurial bug bit me early on and I swore I was going to be a business owner. I only had that day spa for two and a half years, sold it and then ended up moving to take over a rock station that was not performing well. So the bulk of my background is working with small businesses and marketing and advertising and running a radio station as a business and managing sales teams. So in 2016, thank you. In 2016, I left my employer. I was their director of sales and marketing. I'm like, I see a need in our community for business owners to have someone that has high level knowledge of marketing, team, strategy, and pulling it all together. And that's what we're here to do. We do it at a very low price or affordable price. Uh, to help that small business owner succeed. Oh, that's fantastic. And that is exactly that's a great service. Yeah. Need, right? That's exactly what a small business needs because they're focused on everything. Like in, you know, when yeah. you because I've started a small business myself in the past and you have to do everything from rent and logistics and utilities to staffing to um, sales and marketing and that way you're able to kind of provide that that help with the pipeline the lifeblood of that small small business organization and we found that a lot of business owners like the idea of marketing and they think it's fun but then they get bogged down with everything else in their business so a month now has passed and there's nothing been posted to their social media assets or a salesperson has walked in with this great package and he spent two thousand dollars with my station we're going to give you these tickets and that doesn't necessarily align with their strategy or might not even speak to who their target market is right. so we it, try to hone it's in a lot of fun once like it's, yeah. it's really yeah. fun to design <laughs> the collateral once but to but to push it out to market and to make it get traction in the market yeah. and to build up business from it and get people to to buy from you and to trust from you that takes a full-time commitment 
and and yes. that's not what they do. What they do is whatever they do, right? Whether it's the practice of law, dentistry, you know, um, you know, printing, whatever it is that they're doing, that's what they're really doing. This is just this. It's in and of itself, the brand of it is is a full time, uh, um, right? Commitment. Yes. That's cool. So explain your this 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 current organization. Like explain to us why you started it. You know what's 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 the purpose of it? Well, we have found that a lot of business owners waste dollars in marketing. And they might spend fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand dollars. And as you've heard the old saying, I know fifty percent of it works, I just don't know why fifty percent of it works. Yeah. So getting them away from just trying everything and focusing on the area and, and really find out who their consumer is, who their customer is, and then speaking that customer's language, getting them a roadmap to always talk to their ideal customer and to keep current customers engaged. And so again, just preventing them from spending thousands of wasted dollars and providing them analytics. I love technology, right? We have all the great tools now to provide analytical data from our digital assets. Absolutely. Keeping them on track helping them reduce the marketing spend cost in most cases and getting them better results. That That's absolutely great. So in all of the jobs that you've described to us, including the running of the radio stations, um, which by the way, sounds just awesome. It sounds like an yeah. awesome job. Um, have you had a job that you absolutely loved? So I would say the, the right now, yes. My marketing company right now, when you're sitting across from a business owner and you're going through their marketing strategy that you've built together, so it has their voice in it. And then it's like, oh, I get it. And now they feel confident in what they're doing. And they feel like, okay, my marketing is now in good hands and I can go deal with everything else that my business to deal with. Employee right. issues, benefits, payroll, cash flow, right? Budgeting, taxes, as we all just experienced, you know, yesterday. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Like balancing the P&L, right? They, oh, I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's really their job. Right. And, yeah. and there's things that keep them up at night and marketing shouldn't be one of them. And they can exactly. be involved as they want or they can have little involvement. I have one customer, she's like, send me the monthly recap. Our team does that. And then we talk to her one other time during the month. And then we have other customers where we have weekly calls with. It just depends on what their needs are and their activities. But it's something that it's one less thing they have to worry about. That's fantastic. Yeah, that makes sense. With with all the things that you've done and all the things that you're currently doing, are there any key initiatives that you're involved with, either within your organization or outside of your organization that you, you get really excited about or bring a smile to your face? So we actually are working with a local nonprofit who helps women turn their life around. And so wow. they no longer have to live the way that they were raised or grown up or the choices they made and creating a new future for them. And we just recorded a radio commercial for them yesterday. And uh, one of their graduates, Amanda, has actually voiced it. She recorded her portion in one take, just like a superstar professional voicer. It was amazing. Wow. So we are excited about that. and just us helping them with their marketing and their social media, they've had two brand new donors contribute to their nonprofit. So we get excited about that. So yeah, yeah, with good reason. Yes, absolutely. So our hearts with that community too. And the people sometimes think that a nonprofit's a nonprofit, but at the end of the day, the nonprofit's really a small business. They have yep. bills to pay. They still have to generate revenue. You know, they are working to satisfy their mission for their for their target consumer. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, nonprofits can be big business. I mean, it's, 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 it really just depends on the organization. Um, so, so, you know, a lot of the things that you've touched on, you seem to be in a line. I'm sure you're familiar with Simon Sinek and his start with why movement and the, the infinite mindset on, you know, business is one of, 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 there is no winning the game in business, right? It's not about, you know, whenever I hear anybody advertise the wall, we're number one of this, or, you know, we're the top five of this. And I'm like, based on what? Right. What a bunch of crap that is. Like, it is just like just slicing data and saying, well, within this time period, if you don't include this, you don't include that, you don't include this, then we are number one, right? It's like, so what? Like, what does it even matter? Like, it's about, you know, when we look at, you know, um, economic data, like the Dow, Dow Jones Industrials and the companies that make up that index, you know, a large bulk of them aren't even 30 years old, right? Yeah. Like, we're really good in America with building brands. We're not so good at preserving them and making right. them and understand what game they're even in. Right. right. Yeah. And there's a, so the big, uh, it's build it and spin it kind of community, right? Yeah. Build something big, spin it off. And no one looks right. at the longevity necessarily. But we, I, I do like Simon Sinek, but also telling stories. Yes. People don't care if you're number one, because how does that benefit them? There was actually, and I'm not going to name the agency, but there was an agency here that put up a billboard that they spent like a billion dollars in advertising. Who cares? Right. Was it, what type of return did you get for your customers that spent that money? Because really it's not your money you're spending, it's your customer's money. Right, that's exactly right. Telling the story of our customers and why it matters and from their uh, their point of view of their customers, why it's important for them to do business or why it's important to support this nonprofit and sharing with them the positive impact they have in the community. And especially with COVID, right? How has businesses had to pivot? Right. We had several customers that were impacted and we did out of the box ideas to pivot their business. Some of them started providing brand new services they've never offered before. Oh, and so that's how fantastic. Tell that story and how do we reach that new audience that can benefit from that product or service? So for you personally, why do you do what you do? Like what's your cause? What's your, why do you get up every day? You know, what's, 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 what's your, what's your core purpose? So my core purpose is to help the small business owner keep their doors open for a long term and have it be something they can sell or give to their children in the future. Yeah, that's fantastic. Oh, wow. That's, that's really fantastic. good. Yeah, I really like that. That's The listeners are really like that, too. With everything that you've done, um, and you've got a really nice, diverse background, and I'm sure you've seen a lot, can you point back, is there one person or maybe one event that, that either really shaped your life or inspired you to do what you do? Well, I grew up extremely poor in poverty and uh, a good chunk of my family still lives that way. And so I looked to surround myself with people that were making a positive effort in our communities and helping others, right? You can't help others if you can't help yourself first. I so, love that. I, I absolutely that's love really that. That's really good. I mean, yeah, my, that's really good. Yeah, that's, that's very similar to to my background, I'm I'm a spoiled brat, but my my father grew up with nothing. Like my father grew up in poverty and built a trophy and awards business that employed 175 people. And 
it was, I just learned so much from him and his legacy and the people that worked for him and the people that he brought up from the neighborhood and, and all of that. Like that is what, there was just, there was a drive there that it, some people just don't get. Like it's, um, and, and they're like, oh, you know, you're working all the time or whatever. I'm like, no, you don't understand. He instilled in the, his three sons this, this belief of we're not doing it for us. We're not doing it to get the new car. It's not about the material element. Right. It's about first and foremost, just staying out of poverty, right? Because we've been happy, we've been miserable. You know, I wouldn't even say wealthy, but I would just say, you know, doing okay and very poor. And, you know, doing okay is better for people, right? It's right. just, it's, it's you, you can at least, you have the tools to at least access basic fundamental things. And yes. so, that's what you know we want to be able to provide the more people we're able to provide that in our life the better the world is when when, when we're done absolutely hey everyone hope you're enjoying this episode we try and make this a podcast which we ourselves want to listen to we want it to be good we welcome suggestions ideas for topics or even suggested guests to be interviewed help us make this something great Imagine all the work you do every day being featured on a podcast which really emphasizes the meaning of why you do what you do. Something shining a spotlight on all of your effort. This is that place. This is that podcast. Reach out to our team with suggestions or if interested in advertising at brandologypodcaststaff at gmail.com. Brandologypodcaststaff at gmail.com for details. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And now back to the episode. With what you've had to overcome in, in starting up new businesses and coming from your background, and what do you think, what would be one of maybe the biggest challenges that you've faced? Just not knowing, right? <laughs> so when you're building a business, there's things you just don't know. So you've got to surround yourself with the right people that can help connect you, right? So I'm a big believer in connecting. And I really work hard on my LinkedIn because I want to have the right people around me that if someone I know needs something, we can introduce them and connect them to that person. And, and obviously not every connection you make will help be helpful and you learn from that and not repeat that mistake again. But just looking for people that know more than you, and that's how we built teams. I want people on my team that know better, know more than me and are better because that helps us all elevate, right? And how do we reach out, connect people to the right people that will help them? That's just another passion area for me. Yeah, I like it's it. a matter of social responsibility, right? I mean, yeah. you're, you're yeah. a firm believer in the corporate responsibility or social responsibility. That's yeah. excellent. Yeah. Well, and on, the, and on the flip side of that, um, you know, with what you've done, what do you think maybe one of your biggest wins or biggest big successes? What do you think is one of your biggest wins or biggest successes? Well, I'm leaving the first one in. I'm leaving that first <laughs> gap that you just did in there. I'm just letting you know that. So, all right, go ahead. I think one of our biggest wins is just the impact. And, and since we've started in 2016, we've kept most of our customers on board and it's protecting their bottom line. We can be the bad guy. You might have a friendship with someone who sells marketing or advertising or even another vendor. We're happy to evaluate other vendors as well and just protect what you have and what you've built. 
So we protect brand, we protect budget. And I think the business owners really appreciate that. And I think typically in our, in our area, marketers are known to want to just get the sale, buy my product, buy my service. Some of them are one and done. They don't stay around very long. And the fact that we've maintained now a little over four years and we have great results and great proof and our customers are happy to do recommendations for us and, and be a referral source. I think that stands a lot or it stands on what we've done for them. So just keeping them top of mind, protecting their brand, protecting their assets. Now that's really good. So what what is it that, let, let me go, let me explore the, the childhood drive there or the drive that you developed from some of your experiences in childhood. And I'm not prying into anything private, obviously. But what, you know, is there an event or a person that, that, that happened as a child that, that has really made you say that that person influenced me, I wanna be like that, or that event, I'm never doing that again, or that's not happening to my family, something like right. that. So there's a couple of those, but I'll focus in on my grandmother who I lived with for more than nine years. Excellent. So my dad was the youngest of eight children. So my grandmother was substantially older when she had my father and uh, my parents just life was a mess when they had me and i was fortunate enough to live with her for nine and a half years and i never ever seen her being happy or sad and we had some family stuff going on that you know people wouldn't speak to us in town because of some of the family stuff going on so if you've mm -hmm. ever felt like you're an outcast you know we were the outcasts at times but she never let it get to her and she even worked well into her 70s and she never drove a car. So my grandmother walked seven blocks to the clinic to, to work in housekeeping. So her strong work ethic, her always being positive and her love for Jesus really just made all the difference. And that's who I definitely look up to. And I'm thankful that I had that time to live with her. That is a great role. That's model. really good. He is a great role model. And when I think, when I told you the story about my dad before, my dad had his mom. He started that whole business with his mom and his mom, you know, his dad was kind of, a, you know, gr good guy he was a good grandpa to me. But, you know, in terms of my dad, he was, you know, drank a lot, didn't really he just went from job to job. Mm -hmm. there, there was no stability in that family there. But my grandmother and my dad, my grandmother, by the way, never drove. And they would always <laughs> walk all the time from where they lived to where they were going. And um, uh, it really drove and you know inspired my dad to to have a, a very strong work ethic that's fascinating i love I, I love that i think a lot of people miss that mentoring especially to have it in their own family yeah yeah absolutely so what would what would you say or what would you want if someone looking on the outside at your organization and looking at what you stood for what what would you want them to to know or think or feel that your brand stands for? I think I want people to know that we stand for the small business owner and transparency and honesty and integrity and marketing. That we I use like tools that. that will help get them results and we're very transparent in how we go about our marketing activities and what platforms and stuff that we use. That's fantastic. That's great. So, um, you know, what are some of your biggest kind of wins or accomplishments that you've seen um, or that you've experienced over the past few years, whether it's with your current organization 
or 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 otherwise? I'd say I've just been very fortunate that going through and working through the radio industry, being a hundred percent commissioned salesperson to running a sales station as a general sales manager and watching and, and hiring young people to come in and be successful. I still stay in contact with a lot of my old sales team. That's been really rewarding because it's fun to see where they're at now. Oh, sure. But also taking director of marketing Inc. from just me, a solopreneur and having a team of five, we have two writers on staff. Uh, we have an account management team on staff. And that has been a, a lot of fun to watch. Um, my two oldest daughters are both in college and originally had no interest in marketing, but now we're planning for the future. One's studying HR, the other one's studying business and accounting. And those are all things that we can have in my marketing company in the future as we grow. Sure. Oh, there you go. Now you're thinking. Now you're thinking, right. Free, free labor. Free labor. Hey, put your name on the door. I'll put your name on the door. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll put your name well. on the door, whatever you need. I'll call you vice yeah. president of something. Yeah. <laughs> Give him a title. That's great. Mark, right. by the way, I'm going to make you vice president of something yeah. soon. Yeah, now I see what's in my future. Exactly. <laughs> the title and low pay, right? No, That's so exactly right. I'm not paying you a dime more, but here's here's a new title. Here's your car. Yeah. <laughs> Let me run to Kinko's real quick and get some cards. Yeah, get you some business cards. <laughs> Yeah, but we're trying to build an organization that we can leave behind. And if my daughters want to sell it, that's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Right. But ideally, if they could preserve it and keep it going and to hand it down to their daughters, that would even be better. Right. That's awesome. So clearly, you've been driven to lead. And would you agree with us that leadership can happen from any role? Right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, like you don't need the title of manager of something to no. be a leader in that organization. No, correct. So what advice would you give to somebody on ways to lead, especially some of the younger listeners? Look for ways to help others. Mm. And if you have knowledge, share it. Knowledge right. doesn't do any good just in your head. So look for ways to help others, share your knowledge, and come alongside people. Sometimes you don't know what that person's going through or what they face that day or that morning or the weekend, right? So what can you do to come alongside them and help them? And even starting out in a sales career, I never imagined myself to be in sales to begin with, but I, we had this one sales rep, Chris, he didn't have to, but he let me ride along with him for a day to see what his day looks like, mm. which just opens your eyes, right? He oh, didn't yeah. compensated for that. He didn't do anything extra, you know. Right. But look for ways where you can take your skills and your knowledge and your passions and help someone else with that. Um, That's even great. when I, I get resumes, I don't have any openings right now, but I look through my contact list. Who are three or four people that I can connect them with mm -hmm. that might know someone, right, that's hiring or might have a need for their for their for their skill set. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, one of the things we always point out uh, when we're talking to some of the younger uh, uh, people that, that that are starting out, even in, in our organization, is I always say, please speak up, because don't underestimate or don't believe for a second that we might that we have no interest in what you have to say, or that that we might not even take your ideas and 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 envelop them into the organization. I mean, you want to make an impact, right? Um, what a great way! Don't don't just let the uh, Gen Gen X people or the Boomers like just lead blindly. Like, don't don't do that. And and if you do, you don't have a right to complain. 
right? You have an opportunity to lead. You have an opportunity to share your, your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Please don't ever think that you do not, that you do, that you will not influence the end result because you absolutely will. Because any good leader is, is open to suggestion and willing to embrace good ideas, right? Yes. We don't care where the idea came from. We want the best idea. And a lot of times it comes from, I mean, I, I, I get, I learned some of the best uh, things from my own kids. Like mm-hmm. that's where I, you know, some, some of my best ideas is I, I'm, you know, I'm explaining it at the dinner table. I'm like, here, here's the vision. We're going to do this. And one of them will be like, that's terrible. You need to do it like this. And I'm like, wow, you're absolutely right. It was terrible. That's a great idea. I'm done. And then they're like, what do I get for that? I'm like, right. you get more food here. Enjoy. <laughs> like, but thank yeah. you because that's great. Um, I mean, that's really the whole part of it, but they're, but they're having an impact. And then we always, you know, I always bring them into, uh, I always bring them into the fold. You know, my son is somebody that I talked about with this podcast. He helped us design the logo, right? It's just, it's in, 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 in the artwork for it. It's just all part of it, right? You keep talking to us about it and, and, and we bring you into making it. I'm interested to know with all of the services that you're involved with within your organization, um, how are you leveraging technology to kind of propel your brand forward? Yes. So there is a lot of data, right, that we have or have created and images that we save. So making sure we're using good third-party applications that are secure and that when our customers' social media assets are connected to them as well, that they're not going to be hacked or ruined. Um, we are fortunate that our third-party software does not require us to get password and login information for our customers' Facebook pages, Instagram, all of that. We can go in and show them how to connect that themselves, and then they get their own private password to our business dashboard, too, that we don't have access to, that they can get a link. But yeah, keeping those assets protected are important. We don't want people to to rogely go in and, and do stuff. But also, we monitor that. And on occasion, we have had, like, a former employee go in and blast a company on their Facebook page. I, I'm sure you guys have experienced that too. Sure, and um, sure. most of our customers have empowered us to respond to that and do it in a very nice, polite way and then t- take that post down. And some of our customers, we have posts where no one else can post to the page or it's open, but we do monitor that. And so if you guys are familiar with Facebook pages managers, we get notifications for all of our customers that have that asset set up. Yep. Um, but yeah keeping their information protected and secure as, as a top priority for us. Well, and even with cybercrime and, and cyber attacks, because small to mid-sized businesses, especially in the Midwest, they are primary targets yeah. because hackers know they're, they're, they have vast amounts of data, right? And that data <laughs> can be turned to a lot of non-traceable money and Bitcoin on the dark web within a matter of a day or two. And then, um, they're not spending the type of money or don't have the resources to have the proper layers of security to protect their own brand. Right. So it's it's a challenge that we see. Yeah, and even on website development, we can build some websites internally, um, but depending on customers' needs, even vetting our website building partners, right? Is that site secure? <laughs> you know, yeah, and, and exactly. you see, business owners a lot of time will build their own website and we had a gentleman who built a website who was facebook information is all incorrect because of the hosting site that he used oh because of the hosting so, site the that hosting he used. Site, really yeah which is supposed to be yeah. Yeah. oh wow yeah. and that's supposed the to be secure. That he used took that's over, supposed to be built yes in. it is 
but they put their personal phone number and website on his Facebook page. So it screws up all of his listings. So it sends out conflicting information across the website. As you know, listings are important as well so that they can be found on yep. Google accurately. So yep. things that we help with. So we try to have the business owners not build their own sites, but connect them to a great resource that will do it and do it right and have it be secure. When you look at where you are now and you know how your childhood influenced you, I mean, what did you want to be when you grew up? Like when you were, <laughs> when you were a little girl, what, what did you want to be? <laughs> I thought I wanted to be an attorney because I like to argue. There you go. <laughs> so uh, I actually started out in college as a history government major. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Where, where'd you go? Where did you go? University of St. Francis in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And then when okay. I switched my major to business, I ended up going to Indiana Tech, which now okay. has offices all over the state. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, that's at least more positive. I actually had become an attorney. And, and, and practiced <laughs> quite a bit in the, in the, in the 90s. And I'll tell you that it's, uh, it's a much more positive thing uh, to be in business. I, oh. I, I like building things up as opposed to being Karen paid. Oh. Yeah, because that was the mission, right? right? Sure. You know, the, the mission was assume there was a evil intent behind that organization and let's take them down. And it's like right. easy mojo, like let the people be. And yes. so, uh, yeah. Well, and even in my business class, when I had to take my business law class and I had to read case studies, oh, yeah. that was painful. Oh, yeah. And, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. So I'm like, this was a sure sign that I made the right decision by switching to business. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, it's so true. Yep, so, exactly. But it's, it's like anything else. Like after doing that, you can do anything. You know, like after, after, doing, after going through what you did as a child, you can appreciate all the things you have now as opposed to being given it. And, yes, you know, absolutely. after, you know, um, uh, going through kind of what I did as a young attorney, I, I really appreciate building things up, right? Mm -hmm. And really appreciate protecting brands because that's part of the, the passion that drives this whole creation of this lawsuit. Yes, absolutely. I mean, of this podcast, of this lawsuit. Listen to that. <laughs> so, that, was a, that was a Freudian slip. <laughs> So um, as, as we go to kind of wrap this up, what, you know, what type of things would you have wanted us to ask you? Or what type of things would, should we have asked you that perhaps we didn't? I think you guys did a really good job. I think one thing to stick out for small business owners or people even thinking about starting a business is not only have a business plan, but you need to have a marketing plan. It's just like you want to tell your money where to go, right? Absolutely. And we even have created an Excel budgeting tool for, for small business owners because I would say 90% of them tell me they don't have a marketing budget, but yet they're spending money. Oh yeah, that's exactly right. They don't have yeah. a marketing budget, but they have a Facebook business page and they have a website and they yes. have, you know, somebody that they pay a little bit to help them out on social media. And they, yeah, mm -hmm. you have a business, you have a marketing plan. Right. You don't know it. It's just yeah. not organized. I put a TV ad out. I sponsored the Louisville Bats. Exactly. I, you know, all marketing activities, but you're not right. tracking it. And even the in donation kind, right? We all want to donate and give our time, but there's also limits on how much time and money your business can donate. And mm -hmm. that is if they're giving you a banner or giving you space on the ball field, that's still marketing. And those are all things we can help look at. Um, other than that, I think keeping, the, you know, how many times have you guys seen a, a friend of yours on Facebook say that their Facebook has gotten hacked? Do you guys see oh, those? Yeah. All the time. Message, right? 
that having people be engaged and on their assets so they know what's going on too. A lot of business owners will set up a business page on LinkedIn or on Facebook and just forget about it. And they never sign in and they have no idea what's being said about their business. And then one other thing I think it's important for business owners to know about is having a Google My Business page set up. What's that? Can you explain that for Yeah, so Google uh, uh, in 2020 made a big push to have everyone have a Google My Business listing. And that's the easiest place for people to go and make a Google review about your business. But if you have it set up and connected and you have your correct information on it, when you get Google reviews, it'll come into your Gmail box. Oh, that's fantastic. Like the, like it's tied in with the Google notifications and things. Yes. And you can create posts and content there and essentially it replace Google plus. If you guys remember the old Google plus uh, platform years ago. Yep. Absolutely. That's that replacement. Oh, that's great. Well, Amy, thank you so much. It is an absolute pleasure. You're, you're wonderful to speak to. So yeah, we, I really like, I really like your energy. I like your energy. Very positive. I like that. Yep. We, and we always need more of that. So this will definitely not be our last conversation. And, uh, and thank you so much for, for, for your time and sharing your experiences. Yeah, you're welcome, David. Happy to do it, Mark. It was nice to meet you. And then David, as soon as we get Small Business Summit up and launch and we can meet in person and do some of these small business summits, I will be back in touch. Yes, so absolutely. You come speak about security and... Absolutely. Well, we'll absolutely welcome any way that we can help. We will absolutely do Perfect. it. You bet. Great. Yeah, awesome. certainly. Thanks. Right. Okay. Thanks, guys. Hey everyone, Mark and I would like to invite you to listen in on our two bonus episodes, a two-part series on the rise and fall of one of the world's most iconic brands. One man's vision where he recognizes the baby boom even before it was a term that was used. He grew an international business that was worth billions of dollars. In just a few years, it is liquidated in bankruptcy. It's not what you think. It's not due to e-commerce or anything like Amazon or other large retailers. Come listen and find out. We promise you won't be disappointed when we discuss the rise and fall of Toys R Us. Hey, David, that was another great episode. We tend to post one or two a week. Uh, unfortunately, don't really have a way of wrapping this up. No, uh, no, we really don't have anything formal or fancy or technological. Um, thank you for listening. Please follow and subscribe, turn notifications on so that when we post the next episode, you will be notified of the new content. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it. Everyone, thanks for listening.